Welcome to the LinkedIn Lounge podcast, where we share people's personal unique stories of how actually using the largest live networking event called LinkedIn has opened doors of opportunities for them. I'm excited for you to hear how LinkedIn can actually change your life when you start building relationships and connecting with people. So put in those earbuds, take a seat, wash the dishes, go for a walk, whatever it is you're doing and enjoy this episode. Where are my job seekers? This is the episode for you. I am so excited that Andrea was able to come on the LinkedIn Lounge podcast and share some of her insights for all of you who are looking to make a transition in your career or who are looking for a new job. Andrea is a career coach and she is a particularly special guest because we have worked together now for a couple years and I have seen firsthand just how incredible LinkedIn can be for her and her business, but also for her clients. So you will definitely want to take notes, make sure you have some pen and paper, open up that app and take a listen. Andrea is bringing it today with so many great tips on how you can use LinkedIn to help you with your job search and make a change in your career. Welcome to the LinkedIn Lounge podcast. Today we have with us Andrea Jakob Masek. She is a career change coach helping mid-career professional women transition from confusion to clarity, less time searching and more time being in the right job. She is also uh, voted the top 25 job search experts by JobScan. What a huge accomplishment. So welcome to the show, Andrea. You know, it's really humbling to hear that accolade still, and it's been quite a few months. So thank you for having me, Britta. It's awesome to do this with you. I'm so thrilled to have you here today and hear your experience, expertise on LinkedIn. Yeah. So do you mind if we start a little bit by what it means to be a job search expert and <laughs> how you got to that place today and how you were nominated that title? Oh my gosh. So I remember seeing that, that list, um, last year in 2021, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, how does someone get on that list? (laughs) And I had actually met a number of the coaches on that list at that point. And I was friends with them. And honestly, I set my intention to be there one day, but then I did a lot of work with myself and my coaches to let go of actually specifically trying to achieve getting on that list. So the irony is I saw it, I wanted it, but then I let it go. And then I was incredibly surprised that in the end of January of this year in 2022, um, the woman that um, puts together that list messaged me and was like, Hey, surprise, you are going to be on the list. And I remember just like sobbing my eyes out. I was so excited. So it was really awesome. And I think the even, more amazing part of that is my peers and colleagues that I have met through LinkedIn, who were strangers not that long ago, they were just names on LinkedIn. It's a peer nominated um, award as well. So my peers in the industry nominated me for that. So it's even more special to be recognized, especially since I did not intend to be a career coach or an entrepreneur when I started my career. 
That's so amazing. That's how that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh, it's so it's incredible. And especially does speak volumes <laughs> when you. you have your colleagues nominating you because they're also experts yeah. in their field. And so for them to call them an, themselves an expert and then say, you know what, Andrea also really knows what she's talking about. I mean, that just shows that you really do know what you're doing. So, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so will you tell us a little bit about what how do you define mid-career? So you work specifically um, with a group of women who are at a certain you know, aspect in their journey of their career. Um, and what does that mean? How would you define this category of people mid-career? Yeah, great question. So I think more of a concrete criteria would be they've been working anywhere between seven and 15 plus years. So, and then the less concrete definition is really, they feel like they've had a number of years of experience under their belt. They've been working for a long time. They've seen a lot of things. They've even pivoted already, but they've been working typically, yeah, it's around seven to 15 or more years in their career. So that's usually how I define it with my clients. Yeah. And why, why did you choose that group of people? Oh, so many reasons, (laughs) but, um, Actually, it came as an almost natural evolution of my business. So I actually started off working with early career professionals. Um, I accidentally fell into my career as a career, um, um, sorry, I lost my word there, as a career expert in um, a career center at a college in Chicago, which is where I started my career and was helping students transition from college into the real world. And so I really enjoyed working with that group of students and with that level of career professional and early career. So I transitioned that into my coaching business. But I found that um, naturally women in their mid-career were coming to me and messaging me on LinkedIn and were really resonating with my content, were asking me to work with me. So it just kind of naturally shifted over time, but also with your help for that, you helped me really refine my message and my content. And so the more I refined my content and really understood how to share my message and my expertise for people on LinkedIn, that group of women naturally came to me and said, Hey, like I need your help. So it was a combination of things. Yeah. That's great because LinkedIn of course is full of amazing career advice and career coaches and resume tips and all these things. But to have such a refined message that you're reaching this group of people, that's not right at the beginning. Because oftentimes there's this association of, okay, you graduate from college, you create that LinkedIn profile, and then you start your job search. Yes. That's only actually a very small pool of people. And then we have everyone else who's had that profile now for (laughs) 15 to 20 years, especially you know, the past two, three years, maybe they were laid off and now they're looking for a new role. And so- there's this whole other yes. category that really needs this kind of support, especially if they want to change, you know, the direction that they're they're going in and have a new experience. Ab- absolutely. And like you just shared, this this group of women that I've been able to meet, they're at such a distinct crossroads in their life and in their career. So often, oftentimes these women are mothers, they're new mothers, or their children are leaving home for the first time. Um, they're also at a position too, where they're finally ready to pour energy and focus onto themselves, whether they're mothers or not, and really want to do something for themselves and really, 
use their voice to create a career path that's in alignment with them. And so a lot of my message and my content is sharing my story of doing that because my career path has not been linear by any stretch of the imagination. And so I found to your point that the complexity of the content I wanted to share and the stories and the experiences I was sharing were really resonating with that, with that group of women and that group of professionals. Yeah, that's great. And the whole idea around this podcast is that LinkedIn has opened up doors of opportunities. So would you say your very (laughs) untraditional career path, LinkedIn was pivotal or key in your success? Yes. And, you know, um, I have to quickly talk about, I guess, the evolution of LinkedIn since I've been using it. So I became, I guess, full-time job seeker in around 2007, 2008, when I was finishing graduate school. And so I was really introduced to the platform then. And I'd heard about it, but I really wasn't, I guess, encouraged to use it then. Um, And it was the old version of LinkedIn, where you really connect with people that you had met in real life and knew in your network. And it was another way to stay connected to them. So in that sense, yes, I'm... I pride myself on being a power networker. It's one of the core things I coach my clients on as well. And I share a lot of advice on that on LinkedIn. Um, but yes, networking and Britta, you know, this too is invaluable tool to grow your career. So LinkedIn was very pivotal in that early on. Though LinkedIn has dramatically shifted and evolved into this powerhouse tool that you can use for your career. So yes, in terms of my my career coaching business and just expanding my client base and expanding business opportunities, LinkedIn has been incredible. I've had the chance to work with clients all over the world and connect with other people all over the world too, that I never would have had the chance to meet otherwise. Yeah. That's amazing. And what yeah. other, do you just Hence wanna... you and I met that way. You're in exactly. Italy and I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> we met on LinkedIn. Exactly. So, Literally across yeah. the world and supporting each other in our businesses. Do you want to yes. mention some other opportunities that you personally have had from LinkedIn? So of course, clients, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you run yes. your business. <laughs> yeah. So I was invited to be on a panel last year trying to think about this. It was a long time ago, but through a connection on LinkedIn, I found this organization. It's a women focused organization and I needed a panelist and I agreed to do it. And I remember seeing the panelist and was horribly intimidated by the other women on the panel. I mean, there was a woman from an engineer from NASA. I mean, a woman who like runs like the Homeland Security program at in Washington, DC. And I'm like, okay. I felt like, oh, I'm this career coach, like piling into this <laughs> Um, this panel, and there was also a woman who's the DEI leader of a major media corporation. And we were on the panel, and we met. We all met through LinkedIn. We were introduced ourselves before the panel, and after the panel, the woman from the media company asked me to coach with them. I guess like it's BuzzFeed. So BuzzFeed approached me after that panel and asked me to coach with them. So I then ended up getting an opportunity to coach one of the female leaders in BuzzFeed because of that panel. That all happened through LinkedIn. I never would have maybe really thought about that type of opportunity in terms of the BuzzFeed contract. Um, but in terms of panels, yes. So it was a really cool opportunity to expand my business in a way that I hadn't really planned for. That's so incredibly powerful. Not only <laughs> you asked to be on a panel, but then it just like that's what networking does, right? So you met with those yeah. other women and then that led to another opportunity, which led to another opportunity. <laughs> here we are today. So yes, I, it's happened quite a bit. Yeah. And I'm particularly thrilled to have you because, of course, you are running a successful business that you do, I would say, mostly through LinkedIn. 
And you mm-hmm. are helping these women looking to make a change in their career. So you also have the unique perspective from the job seeker side. So yes. um, <laughs> I have some questions here and I'd love to dive in and just look at some of the misconceptions that job seekers have around using LinkedIn. So the first one I want to ask you is, is LinkedIn solely and purely this online virtual digital live resume or is it something different or is it something more like how do we define what this platform is oh my gosh that's such a powerful question (laughs) um so i would say first i think we have to look at how people think of resumes because i think a lot of people still look at resumes as this stagnant document Uh, you put information on there you update it and that's it and what I found in working with career changers and you know women at a certain level of their career is there can be a disconnect between what you put on your resume and who you are. So I really, um, I encourage people to use resume writers. I have a lot of great career professionals who are resume writers. I support them on LinkedIn as well, but I want people to make sure that they feel connected. So for example, if you put a statement on your resume that someone else wrote for you, but you don't feel very confident in that statement, when you go to talk about it, whether in networking or on an interview, um, that's a disservice to yourself because you don't know how to explain that very confidently. You're not using powerful examples. So I want people to understand that your resume and LinkedIn are 100% a dynamic um, dynamic piece of information about yourself that you want to be updating and making sure that you feel very clear and confident in that information so you can speak to it because it's your marketing document, whether it's your LinkedIn profile or your resume, it's your marketing document. So that being said, LinkedIn is not just your resume. And I always encourage job seekers and my clients not to just repeat their resume on their LinkedIn profile. It's a waste of real estate if you just repeat your resume. So don't do that. (laughs) Right. And I think there's also a space too where you can like actually physically upload your resume onto LinkedIn. So it's already there. And so you're really just, yeah, you're, there's so many opportunities to tell your story, to shine, to give your unique perspective and get, let people get to know you that if you do that, you're, it's just like a lose-lose situation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Would you, so you said it is, it's a marketing tool for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Just as your resume is, you're, you're trying to sell who you are and what you bring to the table and to the company that you're applying for. So yeah. do you encourage the women that you work with to publish their own content, like as a job seeker, should there be this expectation that I need to get content out there to show who I am? Or are there other ways I can use the platform? Okay, I've uploaded my resume to my profile. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've written a different about section, you know, I've highlighted my skills and my experience. um, And leaving, you know, beside the whole like messaging people like, should I be putting something else out there to sell and market who I am? Or can I do other things behind the scenes to, to move? Great question. So um, as a career change coach, the foundation of helping people make a successful career change is clarity. So I have to talk about clarity for this part of our conversation. (laughs) So to answer that question is I want people to really be very clear on what it is they want to communicate. So 
often what I see with my clients too, is they're really excited or maybe anxious or, you know, some combination of those two things, right. As a job seeker. And they're really trying to figure out to your point, how to put the message out there, how to do it. So I wouldn't necessarily put the pressure on yourself as a job seeker to create content right out the gate. I would really take the time to gain that clarity and who you are, what you want, what you're looking for, what your skill sets are and what your basically what your X factor is. What's what people now call your brand. It's the old school, you know, elevator pitch, (laughs) you know, whatever term you want to use, but really get crystal clear on all of those pieces of yourself, because that's ultimately the narrative you're sharing across all of your career collateral. It's what you're sharing in an application. It's what you're sharing in your resume, on your profile, in the interview. So really having clarity first for who you are and what you want to say is powerful. And that's key to everything else. So what I would do, instead of pressuring yourself to create content and publish content right out of the gate, because that can be very intimidating. Britta, you helped me very much with that process. (laughs) You know, I was very scared to put content out there. I would instead do what something I call passive networking or passive content sharing. And I teach this to my clients in terms of a networking strategy, where if you find a professional or a company or a recruiter or someone that you really are connected with, that you really want to work for, start by engaging with their content. So meaning like their content, write a comment, because that is an equally valuable way for you to show your expertise and who you are. Because I will say, I share content five days a week on LinkedIn, and I 100% recognize names and faces of people who are engaging with my content. So then when they message me, I am way more likely to reply. And I reply to, I guess, 99.9% of my messages. (laughs) Sometimes I miss them. But it creates that connection and that rapport before you even jump into their inbox. So that's a whole conversation we can get into. And I have a resource for that as well. But um, that's what I would say first is really observe, take a step back, check it out, check out LinkedIn, see how people are talking, especially in the industry that you want to go into. If you're changing careers, engage with content is a great way to do that first. And then you can maybe dabble into publishing your own content. But I would do that first and commenting is a really great way to do like a mini post. I'm sure that's a huge relief to a lot of people (laughs) listening who are probably like, oh my goodness, I don't want to create content, right? That's overwhelming. It's stressful. It's scary. But it also highlights just how important commenting is. So you can take away the stress and the weight of having to create something original and go out and engage with what's already there. So, and maybe you already answered this question, but where do when your clients come to you and you speak about LinkedIn, where do you think most of them are going wrong? Like what assumptions have they made or what are they doing on this platform where you're like, okay, hold up. Like, again, like take a step back, just wait a second yeah. at this in a different perspective because maybe you're not using your time wisely or maybe you're not using it at all on LinkedIn. Like what, what do you find is the common error that these people are making? Yeah. So great question. So I want to go back to something that you said, um, touch on briefly that I want people to remember that your comments on someone else's post are still original content. That is your idea, your perspective, your expertise that you're sharing. So if you have a gut reaction to something and you want to share it, that's probably your expertise channeling itself out into a comment. So don't be shy to do that. And that's 
also a natural way to start a conversation. Because if that's a thought that you're having, that's probably how you would talk to somebody in a one-on-one conversation. So I really encourage people to practice and do it that way. Because that's also a common mistake people make on LinkedIn is feeling that intimidation factor of I have to have the perfect word or the exact right way to phrase something. No, you guys take a deep breath. Think about how you would respond to somebody in a conversation and go for it. Because you guys, I'm a career professional. I'm a career coach. And I look back at some of my comments. I have typos. I said the wrong words, but whatever it's out there. Right. So people really don't, aren't paying attention to your mistakes as much as you think they are. You're heightened to that. So I just want to point that out. I love that. That's, that's so, oh, that's like such a golden nugget right there. Because <laughs> it, it really is. But it's also a great way to highlight your personality. Like if you try to yes. keep it curated and like in a box and like, this is where that stiff, cold, corporate, like boring, you know, we all have to respond in this certain way. And then it's like, yeah, this is boring. It's like, no, like if you like if something witty comes to mind, like say it if you have. Yes, exactly. Say it. And then also because I'm not. Yeah. If you don't agree, like disagree politely, you know, like engage in a constructive conversation and see who else joins in. You know, we're not there to troll people, but we're, we're there to do exactly that. Start a discussion and then maybe even move it right into the DMs and take it off there. So it doesn't look like you're trying to challenge them in a, you know, mean, aggressive. In a public way. way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Be like, no, actually, I really liked what you said. Let's continue this further because not because, you know, I'm, I'm so angry about it, but I'm, you know, curious. Yes. And I love that you said have a constructive conversation, not a challenging conversation. So that's a key difference there. And I know we're going into like a pretty deep concept here about networking, all the things, all the nuances. So um, maybe we can do a separate episode on that one day. Yeah, about all the nuances of networking. Season two. <laughs> of networking. Yeah, network on LinkedIn. Um, but to go back to your question about common mistakes, and I also want to just share that as I say these things, it is not Um, I'm not being punitive. I don't want people to feel like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, like I'm doing this. Like these are things that we're not really taught how to do. Like you log onto the platform and it's like a free for all. So that's one thing is recognize that, that this is a massive platform. There are so many things that you can do with it. So take your time. Don't feel like that's one of the common mistakes I see too with my clients or with job seekers is they're trying to do everything on the platform at the same time. So pick one or two things. So for example, if you're job seeking, the the natural go-to is to use the, you know, the job search function. That's, you know, one of the main, it's a search engine, one of the main search reasons why people go to LinkedIn. Um, But you can also pare that down. There's a ton of filters in there. Be very um, discretionary in the filters that you want to use to help support your search. So that would be one thing is pick and choose what it is you want to be on the platform for. So that goes back to having clarity. So when you log into LinkedIn, if you're going to be on there for, that's another thing, don't spend all the time. Set a boundary. <laughs> that's a common mistake number two. So get clear on what it is that you want to do before you log in. And tip number two would be set a boundary. It is like Instagram. It's like all these other platforms. It is a time suck. So hours can go by <laughs> and that creates overwhelm, especially if you're looking for a new job and you're in a career change. So I highly encourage my clients to set a timer 30 minutes to an hour, whatever they have capacity for. 
and have their goals. Be very clear on these are the two things I'm trying to accomplish in this time block and do it. So that might look like, okay, I'm setting a timer for 30 minutes. My goal is to find two people or two companies or two jobs that I want to connect with, apply for, reach out and have a conversation. And then when timer's up, get off the platform. Maybe other days you have a lot more time. You want to scroll, you want to read, you want to learn. So maybe you spend two hours, but really focus your time. So you're not overwhelmed um, because also that highlight real effect can come in, right? You're seeing people getting jobs or getting interviews and that can really affect your motivation. So create a boundary to help yourself and set your goals. I would say those are the two common things I would advise on. Yeah, that's so that's so good. LinkedIn really can be a time suck if you're not careful, especially as you kind of curate who you're bringing into your network. You go down these rabbit trails and before you know it, you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, where has right. gone? So yeah, that's a really, really good tip that I think we, we, it's an assumption that we make that we just, you know, we don't really take the value of how important it is to really like literally set a timer and then respect that timer when it goes off. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that, Britta. Respect the timer. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Because I don't know how many times, you know, I've you know I've snuck in, you know, an extra ten minutes or something, right? And then I'm like, oh shoot, like I should have been stopping that task on LinkedIn and going to something else. So yes, respect the timer, hundred <laughs> percent. So why why do you think more job seekers aren't actively or already using LinkedIn? Yeah, the number one thing with any job search is fear. And is the fear of the unknown, the fear I'm going to do it wrong, the fear that I'm going to mess up, the fear that I'm going to look silly, the fear of what people are going to think about me, all of the F words, as I like to say, right? All of the Fs that come along with that. So I would, it is scary. I'm not going to play that down. Anything new can be scary, but I want people to remember that your goals and what you want to achieve as a job seeker are on the other side of your fear. So even if you take it in baby steps, right? Like you log in, that's done. (laughs) Like you did that. Okay. Like you got over the fear of just logging into your profile again, right? That can be a big, a big step. Um, and, but yeah, I think that's the number one thing is fear of all of those things. Again, the failure, the doing it wrong. What if I mess up? What if someone thinks something about me that I don't want them thinking about me? So that's the biggest thing I see is just being scared. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. We love doing the passive actions that don't really, that aren't going to call us out, right? As soon as you actually decide to show up, someone can call you out and that's exactly there can be (laughs) consequences, but sometimes those could be actually really positive consequences like opportunities or a new a new job or just the perfect connection for you so yeah I want to touch on that really quick you said something again really powerful it's like as soon as you show up someone can call you out and that's a massive fear and um I experienced that with building my LinkedIn profile and my content right so I used it as a job seeker for a number of years so having to you know, and reinvent my identity now as switching from a full-time career professional to a career coach and having the guts to call myself a career coach after 15 years in a corporate career was a horribly scary. I won't cuss, but it was awful. <laughs> I mean, I was so scared to do it. And to your point, but I had to challenge myself every day to show up, to show up on LinkedIn, to show up on this platform where 
my network of 15 years had known me as a different identity, a different type of person. And I'm still me, right? But they had never known me as a career coach and as an entrepreneur. They known me as Andrea, you know, an X job or X company. So, um, so what you said was really powerful to the consistency and my journey was longer and that's just me, but it took me a solid 18 to 24 months on LinkedIn of every day posting content, showing up slowly and, but surely building that traction, um, to get where I am now. Um, but it was painful. It was exciting a lot of the time too, and really fun, but there was a lot of pain points there. So yeah, I love what you said. Just show up. It will absolutely be a reward because just not even over about a year after showing up, I was named the top 25 job search expert from JobScan. So you never know what can happen when you show up. (laughs) That's amazing. And I love too, how you touched on the fact that it's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies and heck no like it's going to be hard like there's going to be times where you're going to be really frustrated at the results and what you're like you said too there you can easily get stuck in comparison and seeing other people land the jobs and get these opportunities but you have to stay focused and remember that it is the consistent you know laying the bricks of the foundation that's going to build something beautiful. And so you have to stick to it. Yes. Patient and take the time. So this is actually something too, which is a good segue here. So um, let's say someone is currently happy in their job. You know, you said you were in corporate for 15 years before you made this transition. Mm -hmm. So someone who's currently, you know, riding the wave, they're happy, they're content. They're like, I don't need to be on LinkedIn. What's the point? What would you say to that person? I would say never feel like you're that comfortable. Because as we've, (laughs) because as we've seen over the last two and a half now, almost three years with, with the pandemic and the dramatic um, evolution that created and, and, the corporate world and then just in the job space in general, career space in general was something we never could have predicted. I mean, it has irreversibly changed what the landscape of what it means to have a career. And and I think in a really powerful way, right? So it's given job seekers a way to really ask for what they want to advocate for themselves to, you know, this whole quiet quitting term. Now I don't, this was, we're in September 1st right now. So quiet quitting is the buzzword right now. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting. So I would say always be prepared to use LinkedIn and to build your brand and to build your network before you need it, because you never know if you're going to need it, because I, you can definitely be happy and love your job and feel really content, but there's always room for you to, to learn or just to connect with people, right? Like you might not want to grow and that's perfectly okay, but it never hurts to just keep your pulse on your, on your industry and what you're doing. So well said. You never know if or when <laughs> you need your network. So don't don't ignore it, you know. Don't ignore it. Yeah. I think too many people find themselves in that situation where they wish they had started sooner, right? That's an often I think when it comes to LinkedIn, they're like, Oh, I should have started sooner. So don't be that person. <laughs> exactly. So it's always the always you always want to have your network ready before you actually need it. Yeah, perfect. So it's like your means- insurance policy. Your network is your insurance policy for your career. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Your network is your insurance policy for your career. That that's a perfect tagline. And 
a wonderful way for us to invite people to follow you, Andrea. So if someone wants to work with you or get to know you better, follow you, learn more, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. Practice that networking. So the best way for you to find me is to send me a message or follow me, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on there all of the time. So come find me. It's my name, Andrea Yakubmasic on LinkedIn. And I would love to have you guys comment, DM me, follow any of the things that we talked about today and practice your LinkedIn skills. And then um, I also have, we've talked a lot about networking today. I have a free networking cheat sheet that can help people get started in networking in person or on LinkedIn that um, I can share with them too. Yeah. And I think you also have a workshop coming up, don't you? Yes. Thank you. So I have a free networking workshop that I'm doing in collaboration with Mom Up. They are a recruitment company that focuses on women in the workplace. So they're hosting me on October 13th, I believe. I'll have to get the date, but I'll send you the link for that, Britta, so you can share that with everyone. Yes, Thursday, October 13th, coming up in a few weeks. Okay. Free networking workshop. I'll go through all the tips and tricks about how to network virtually and in person. Is that for anyone? Like, can anyone join that or is that only? Anyone can come hang out. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Yes. That sounds like a wonderful opportunity for our listeners. So go connect with Andrea. Go let her know that you heard her on the LinkedIn Lounge podcast and go get networking. Thanks so much, Andrea, for being here. Thank you, Britta. It was such a pleasure. 